0: I ask innocent questions that others assume the answer to because my assumptions always seem to be off base. Why do you rinse your plates before eating? I asked my friend Muhammad. He explained it is because bugs could have gone over them since they were washed. In fact, they are very strict in his household in getting the dishes done immediately. In the Middle East, one lives with the bugs. It's a thing to do for health. In fact, I want to adopt it, but I'm not there yet. I'm still feeding my little ant colony that I named George. Today, I was sad that I killed some. God says to me, eat an apple. Give them life in return. Another apple core is on the sideboard of the sink. It's a unique ancient antique kind of Victorian sink that is miles of enameled metal. It needs refinished and I have no idea how to get that sorted. I imagine the whole thing needs to leave briefly to accomplish this task. I'll deal with it later, God says to me. "Heart." I'm listening to a man reason out that he wants to write me a love letter. I'm listening to him use logic to internally debate the pros and cons of writing to me, some 20 years after we met initially. I'm debating him, actually, for I am the master of persuasion. That is what God told me I am. It is my skill, my superpower, which I want to use only for good. I remember the scene with the Joker in the Batman reboot. The one whose actor committed suicide soon after. I believe he tried too much to be the Joker. May he rest in peace. It's persuasion, but it uses fear. He's a psychologist that is psychopathic, the Joker. That makes sense, especially with Harley Quinn being a legitimate therapist in the story. A therapist driven insane by the Joker, I suppose, is the context. It was rape. Most insane women are being raped and systematically invalidated, forced to see reality altered from the truth TM. It's okay he pulled down your underwear because I didn't see it, so I won't punish your brother for it. The subtext behind a silent sufferer who never told on her brother for violating her. He admitted this act to me, so it's not so random. I didn't see it happen, so I won't do anything about it. This happens with parents all the time. Kids are literally getting away with murder. They learn there is a lack of consequences for their actions. We adults know how to tell if a child is lying. They look away and avoid eye contact, they start to stammer and act different to their nature, they have very obvious tells. My parents would stare me in the face and ask me if I did a thing if one of my brothers told them I did something wrong. They did it to my brothers, too. We all did it to each other, getting in each other's faces just a few inches away to stare each other down like wild animals. If I lied, the punishment was worse than if I told the truth and admitted it, taking responsibility. Often, I stared at the same corner of a room, put on timeout TM. I wasn't allowed to do anything but think about what I did wrong. In a house full of children with ADD, this is actually the best thing she could have done. Switching us, spanking us, paddling us had almost no effect. But forcing us to slow down and think about what we did? Now that was effective. Hopefully parents everywhere are taking notes right now because I think this is a requirement. You take away the shit they love the entertainment to distract them, everything. Make them stare at a fucking corner for 30 minutes at a time. Kids will find this is a waste of time and start thinking before acting before too long. I realize today that if this scenario is true, if this man from 20 years ago is writing me, then he is walking in the path I already have taken. I proposed to an asshole after 12 years out of the blue and I was ghosted. It was less than ideal, but God gave me therapy to get over it. I needed to get over him because he was in the way of me giving my love to anyone else. In fact, most people on planet earth are surreptitiously in love with another human being, one they didn't even marry. Married means sleeping together in this context. God counts kissing as marriage. So, if you don't want to be married, don't kiss, and if you fuck someone without kissing them, you go straight to hell. You never get to live again. Then. So I spend hours of my work time, which is so unlike me, to propose to asshole in the UK if what i'm hearing and picking up from the ether is real then this man is about to spend hours in between productive things to write to me he'll still get the job done but all the time he'd usually sit around thinking about going above and beyond will be devoted to writing to me people will notice but not really care deeply and just hope he returns to fully productive this is part of his therapy though i was always a distraction in the back of his mind now of course I think I'm being misled just so I can tell the rest of you wankers to write love letters to your ghosts and get it out of your system. Send them, if you are single and celibate. That means not fucking. No extraneous love interests at all, you've narrowed it down to one celebrity out of your entire life, that girl you just can't get over. Apparently it's always a girl. Thanks, God, for leaving out women. Oh, wait, I know why. Women acknowledge their fucking emotions. On time men are the ones who get stuck, waiting for years to even turn to that niggling little happy thought in the backs of their brains, thinking, wow, I should have pursued that. In fact, the man I proposed to is almost there now. I hate him, though, because he ghosted me when I needed help. I begged him for help, and I am no beggar. So, fuck you, Nicholas Forsyth. I hope I spelled your name wrong and it irritates you forevermore. Anyway... I am more like a man than a woman in many ways, except of course bodily. I am living proof that gender norms are just that. My parents taught me not to see a difference between me and my siblings. I grew up with two boys and was treated exactly the same, though I did have different toys, in fact, I remember my mom being pissed that I cut off the hair of one of my Barbies because they all looked the same. And I also used markers to give her different makeup. And, later... I probably would have given her tattoos if my mother hadn't already told me that it arrived in a condition that it should leave in. And here I was, thinking, these are my Barbies. Who cares what I do to them? However, I assure you they are in the hands of another child, even Misfit Barbie. I don't know why my mom bought me Barbies instead of gem dolls, honestly. I always loved the Misfits more than the holograms. The holograms wore all pink and the Misfits wore green and black. To most others, this means the misfits are evil. But I never did believe in good or evil because honestly I was the good kid and my brothers were bad, bad children always being disciplined and yelled at. Me? I never wanted to rock the boat because I wanted less yelling and fighting. There was always yelling and fighting. There was never peace. And Barbie was boring, too, wearing all pink. I guess my problem is pink isn't my favorite color, at least not that bland color you're thinking of. Now, magenta. There's a power color. It doubles up my purpose in being the color of enlightenment. Technically, it's a fictional color our brains create because we cannot perceive the actual color, so it's the color of magic. Even the Barbie bus, I called it the Barbie mobile, was pink. The same pink. Boring. Because I was raised by a tomboy, I was not taught to like pink. I didn't like red, either, which was another popular color for girls to like. I always like purple and black. Now, I love every bold gemstone color you can think of. The rainbow, fully and completely saturated. Except indigo. It should make up its mind. Are you blue or are you purple, indigo? Indigo is for people who are wishy-washy. Travis. I like everything but white. If it's a painted surface, white is great, but when it comes to cloth. Uck. I am a messy eater and where my food is often as not. I have come to realize this is because of partial nerve damage, which God is fixing for me. It becomes less and less frequent. In fact, that's not all God is fixing on my behalf. There's a long laundry list, but on it resides my dairy allergy. Although he fixes it, I do not want to return to eating dairy. It hurts the animals. It encourages bad breeding practices. It takes up a ton of space. Raise them and eat them, damn it. Don't torture them in between. I suppose a cow you can kiss on the nose and speak sweet nothings to could be milked without causing pain, but you're still stealing food from the young calves they've borne. I just want to be healthy. He put that allergy right back where it was with pizza, by the way. It degraded my intestinal lining enough to allow the passage of the casein protein, which my body readily identified as an allergen, and bam, I started having an allergic reaction. I sneezed, at first. Three or four times. Then, on day 2 of eating pizza, I started getting a stuffy nose and I sneezed a lot more. This was about 12 hours after eating, so a reaction in my small intestine, I'm fairly certain. About 30 minutes after eating, your food is all in the stomach getting an acid bath for sure. After that, it starts moving through the small intestine, which takes about 12 hours, and then the large intestine is another 12 hours, and then the colon takes some time. I'm not sure if it's another 12 hours or not science answer me questions anyway after 5 days of dairy exposure is when i started to experience anaphylaxis that is my heartbeat was arrhythmic and fast i was having trouble breathing i was going into decline i know where i go from there i've been one step short of anaphylaxis for an entire month once my doctor ignored it and tried to prescribe me an asthma inhaler even though i demanded an allergy test instead and i told her why it was happening because i made it happen That was February 2021. The statute of limitations just expired for malpractice. God tells me we are taking her to court for attempted murder, which has no such expiration date. Two years is not enough. Not from where I was. God literally had to intervene and fix me to even get to the point where I could realize that she is responsible for attempting to murder me. How is anyone else in my position even going to understand it? I need to create a charitable or non-profit organization to help people who are dying because of those psychopathic monsters that preach do no harm while they write you scripts to manage your symptoms instead of curing the disease. That's pretty much all of them. Even the nice, good ones. Anyway, I know where it goes once I start hitting anaphylaxis. It'll get more and more difficult to breathe and I will be overall miserable and uncomfortable until, one day, I stop breathing. This is anaphylactic shock in slow motion, by the way. It's the same fucking route to death, the variation is simply how much allergen over how much time. We see movies and see deadly peanut allergies and tell ourselves, that's an allergic reaction. And turn around and imbibe foods and drinks that cause it over a longer period of time, naturally course correcting after a while, setting it aside or taking a break from it. Your diet is killing you. How did we get here, you ask? This is how an enlightened brain works. It moves freely from one topic to the next, meandering, exploring thoughts and neural pathways that have been built up by decades of neuro linguistic programming. By choosing not to be set in rituals or choices, we continue to be free thinkers. Anyone who sets a ritual so they can stop thinking altogether is embracing soul murder. Not thinking is soul murder. You are murdering your conscience, you are murdering the template you were born with, you are murdering yourself. Why? Because rape? Because invalidation? Because your rape was invalidated? Anyway, if this man is truly writing a letter to me, and I hope he is, then he is climbing up the mountain of doubt to arrive at the point of yielding. Surrendering. This is the only way a man, or woman, falls in love. They acknowledge their feelings and choose to align with them. These feelings will be based on actions taken and activities shared between two individuals. I personally had more history with the schmuck I proposed to. It was much more than networking 101 with an asshole who couldn't teach worth a wit. He didn't walk the walk, he had no business talking the talk. The tech school was very proud of its real-life experienced teachers. I'm pretty sure he was a fraud, that one. He never said anything different than what the Microsoft book said and he'd always fall back to it if we had a question. He picked the absolute worst series of books to learn from, though I get it. Microsoft. A brand you can build a future with. That tech book stunk. I'm a motherfucking genius and I still didn't get it. You know why? Circular talking. The same shit was said over and over again without any use of a thesaurus to variegate the words so you had a chance in hell of getting it. I don't even know how I passed that class with a B. I couldn't apply what I learned, then I barely learned a damn thing. Later, I went back and learned more, but I still have never set up a DNS that was like the purpose of the damn course. And so that is why my neighbor, a very sexy man, ended up putting his arms around me to type on my keyboard and fix some derpy mistake I had made. I tested extremely well in that course, but I could not for the life of me figure out the magic behind it all. I doubt anyone in that course could figure it out from the experience we were given, and yet, we still set up some DNS servers. Or whatever it was we did, I can't even remember. I blocked it all out or I've forgotten it since the moment I nearly fucking died. It's been 20 years, so I give myself a pass. I remember the important parts, which had nothing to do with DNS servers at all. It had to do with the Tau. You see, that instructor told my neighbor to stop using a Luis Royo painting as his desktop background. That was school policy, of that I am sure, but what did that asshole say? Take it down, there's a lady in the room. As in, if she wasn't here, I wouldn't say a fucking word. Rape culture, my friend. This is rape culture. The part where he only objected when a woman was in the room. I objected to my neighbor being told to do something because of me. I was never asked my opinion on it. Not once did he ask if I was okay with the display of this erotic image. Truth be told, I'd seen much worse, since my father once laughed as he showed me things like a video of woman fucking a horse. You know what that image showed? a woman who was in power. She was the one in control. That's way better than being shown some naked whore underneath a horse, abusing the poor horse. Animals only mate when the female is in heat, which happens in the springtime. That is, they get a few weeks to fuck, and the rest of the time is spent child-rearing and life-seeking. The horse did not consent. The beast man, on the other hand, looked as if he was consenting. It looked like it was his choice to be there. He had very capable claws that could have hurt the woman involved, but instead he was still beneath her as she had her wicked way with him, presumably. In my wild imagination, they weren't even having sex, she was ritualistically murdering him with some crazy wild magic because that's the other story the same exact image tells. She just happened to be doing it while naked. There are rats beside them and a river of green goo coming from, presumably, Monster Man. So, nothing about the image is about rape. It's about sex, it's about eroticism, it's about the duality of human nature, it's about celebration and liberation. It's about woman power. Women have power over men and it is in the bedroom, ladies. That is, until men convince us that rape is okay and we must submit to their will. Until they convince us to have sex when we don't want to in order to simply be less lonely. Until they change the rules from being in love to being in bed. Being the daughter of a rapist, I grew up with a distinct distaste for control and that instructor was trying to control someone else because I existed. He was using me as an excuse to be an asshole and in the very same breath he was admitting he's a rapist. It's okay as long as nobody is looking. That was the subtext. I'm not okay with this, so I raped the instructor. I subverted his power. I perverted his idea of control. I took it away from him. I took the power for myself. I know that I can only control myself. It is my action or inaction that determines the outcome of any scenario. I cannot control other people, I can only walk sideways and leave them scratching their heads, wondering. So I did the least expected thing. I grew tired of hearing the instructor whine about that image, which ultimately I approve of as you can see above. So I sat down and drew something half as bad. I drew a woman's silhouette, hugging a cross, as in the Catholic and Christian cross and put a face on her. I made this my desktop image. It was, in essence, what one would call line art these days. My drawing was kind of shitty, but I was making a point, so I left it raw. I left it so you'd have to use your imagination to make it sexual. There was nothing sexual about it except the outline of tits, which I never even put nipples on in the silhouette. And then I made it my desktop background image for the remainder of the class. I secretly hated it but I was making a point. Those in power do not always know how to do right thing. What the instructor should have said is that it was against school policy, we both need to remove the images. I pointed out, when he told me to take mine down, it was my own artwork. Even my neighbor could clearly see there was not much to it. There really wasn't a sexual component other than I didn't draw clothes or nipples, I left it completely ambiguous. But, the man with the Luis Royal painting— could clearly see the difference, of that, I am sure. Now, maybe Mr. Instructor couldn't because he never actually walked over near our computers. Eventually, he caved, and said, at least you aren't on the other side of the room, where you could see it through the window. If he had begun with it being indecent, unprofessional, or against school policy, I would have supported him for doing the right thing. I would have told my neighbor it's a lovely painting, but it's for the best to follow the school's rules or be professional, since we were studying to become professionals. However, Mr. Instructor made it about control. He made it about forcing his preference onto another human being. He used me as an excuse. He used me. My neighbor did nothing of the sort. He just sat there and sometimes we talked because we were in the same group, working on the same project. Sometimes, he bumped my elbow, and at first that made me irritable just a little. But it wasn't out of malice. I grew comfortable with it over time. It happens when you're elbow to elbow. It happened at my last job, too, and I was okay with it because that was the best place I'd ever sat to do my job, at the end of the day. But why? I'm going to squirrel, Mr. Royal Background Image Guy. That is, I'm going off topic, bear with me. I have been wielding power, or Reiki, since I was seven years old. Everywhere I go, I spread healing energy. I validate reality. I praise diligence and duty. I listen to personal problems and offer my perspective, which is often completely different than everyone else in the universe. I am a healer. I have always been a healer. And now I embrace my namesake. I will sing for the sun. Anyway, to go back to the main topic, that class was being healed a little here or there. I'm positive everyone else in the class remembers that whole interchange because it took two weeks for me to retaliate to Mr. Instructor. He would choose to bitch about at the beginning of every class. He should have said, I'm not okay with it being there. I believe my neighbor would have acquiesced to that request to remove it. Mr. Instructor was being raped, essentially, and did not like it. Even though he obviously condones it by implying a lack of lady in the classroom would make it okay. He wasn't okay with it at all he mentioned it a dozen times. He should have said so, honestly. Being honest is the only way to make people understand and want to listen to you when it's a request like that. He shouldn't have used me as the reason, he should have admitted he's simply not okay with it. He should have admitted to himself if it stirred up notions in his head during the class. Admitting you are feeling aroused from an image is to admit it has power over you. Once you admit it has power over you, you can accept that it has power over you. As soon as you accept this, you yield. Either you continue to feel it without shame or you stop feeling it because it wears out. The power subsides and you are yourself again. I would say this image controversy was like a full moon. It changed the tides in the room. It was subtle, small. And that day, a bunch of computer geek wannabes learned that not all ladies object to erotic imagery. But they couldn't say why. They never asked me why. Now, I know I did this all to defend myself, but my action had more consequences than that. It gave the men in that room permission to be men. It gave them permission to like what they like, even if they weren't jackasses that put it on the monitor to disturb Mr. Instructor. I have no idea why my neighbor chose to be that way, but he did it anyway. Maybe he can explain it to me one day. I also defended the man who started the controversy in this one action I took. In putting up an image I drew, I showed solidarity. I am anti-authoritarian and control is a tactic of authoritarians. People who believe they have power and authority just because they say so have no power at all. They never back up their words with the correct motions to gain that power, either. People who sit around and don't think about whether or not they have power or are powerless are the ones with true power. They are not hung up over the struggle for acceptance and agreement to authority. I do not want to guess why my neighbor put up the image, But I know why he never took it down. He asked me if it was okay to leave it there, if it bothered me. He was the only person to ask me that. He requested my permission. Mr. Instructor made the mistake of making it based on my own permission by using me as the reason to take it down. He gave me the power unintentionally, and I overrode his desire. To be honest, my father inured me to erotic and sexual images throughout my childhood by constantly raping me with them and videos of much worse. If it was consensual, I took little offense, and if it's non-consensual, it bothers me to the core, and I deleted it on him. Here's a hint for people figuring out what consensual sex is like. If she's smiling, you're doing it right. Greater than the master teaches without teaching. Greater than. Greater than the Tao.